0: You are listening to It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere podcast, your favorite podcast for entrepreneurs. All right, let's do it. All right. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is your boy, Yoichi J. Kato, a.k.a. Chef Yam, back with another episode of 5 O'Clock Somewhere podcast. So today we have a special guest. His name is Vincent Enriquez, a.k.a. Vinny. He's a team lead for the Enlikes, uh, Estate Real Estate Group and host of the Road to Growth podcast, which I was on last week. Shameless bug. <laughs> so let's get started, Vinny. So as a part of the, you know, I told you last week that part of the podcast tradition is to have a drink in your hand as we drink in your So what do you have in your hand, bro? Uh,
1: Irish coffee. I had to go with the coffee and just throw a, little, a little extra in there.
0: little extra with the coffee. Nice, nice. I'm having just a good old beer in my left. So let's get started. So, What do
1: you you have in your hand?
0: Oh, I have a beer, man. Just a regular IPA from my Costco, Kirkland brand. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah. You know, the the midday drink. can't complain about that. All right, Vinny. So how did you get started and what do you do currently?
1: Uh, so I guess real estate, uh, got started in that, I uh, was in the construction field, um, for about like seven years or so, uh, did a lot of stuff on military bases. And, um, I went over to Afghanistan for my last year in real estate and last year in construction. And then from there, I came back to the United States and jumped into real estate. And that was about, I want to say seven or so years ago, maybe. Okay. okay. So it's been it's been good. And then the podcast has been only, I think, up for about seven months. Seven. So it's uh, still yeah. fairly new, but we have a lot of episodes out there.
0: So how many people have you interviewed so far?
1: Uh, I think we're at like 56, 57. Uh, that is a lot of people. So why <laughs> do you decide to start the podcast, man? Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh so my my real estate team, we do a lot of like cold calling, talk to a lot of people, and you start building relationships with your your clientele, and some people they might not need real estate help. You know, the yeah. average person only needs real estate help uh, every five to seven years. Yeah. And so, some of these people you're talking to, but they have great stories or they have these businesses, and you're like, well, how can I bring value to them? Maybe not right now with helping them buy a property, but still, you know, five to seven years, you know, they could, you know, might need some help. So, what we'll do is we'll get on the podcast and and tell their stories out there. So it's a way of just giving back instead of just being the, the regular uh, real estate agent out there
0: okay okay so how about real estate side why made you want to become a real i'm uh, getting involved in the real estate
1: well the, the funny thing about it is when i was in college i did an internship for a commercial real estate company i was like i am never gonna get into real estate that's not my not my world not my life and uh, while i was in the construction field i wanted to find a way to to build ro- roots in san diego and um, i had people that i knew that were in the real estate field Uh, So I was like, okay, what's going to allow me the avenue to to stay back in San Diego, be here, uh, and just kind of grow in the community. And all signs pointed pointed to to real estate. So I was able to accumulate some money by working overseas and just kind of went for it. So do you focus on residential or do you do commercial too? Uh, Mostly residential. Uh, We are slowly leaning into the commercial avenue. So that'll be a, an avenue that we're going to be making headway into. Um, so if anyone listening is looking for a commercial in San Diego, give me a call. All right.
0: All right. So what gets you out of the bed in the morning, aside from your alarm clock, man? So what what is your passion? Like, what what kind of motivates
1: you? Well, so I, I'm an early riser. I wake up at 4 a.m. Oh, wow. That's early. And, uh, go to the gym. Actually, I'm making a push this this week to, to wake up at three thirty. So yeah. we'll see by the end of the week if uh, how that how that plays out. But um, that anchor of the morning of going to the gym, starting my day off right, um, pushes me. And then for for work and uh, for business, for the podcast is the the bigger picture. My my big why of, uh, of something bigger and helping people out
0: okay man 3 30 that's early I mean, that's
1: earlier than the roosters you know what that i it's it's, it's empowering when you're when you wake up yeah and realize that people are still sleeping for the next couple hours like when i talk to people and they're like you know i woke up fairly early this morning i woke up at 6 30 and for me i used to wake up at six thirty-seven, and and i'd be like wow i'm waking up early and and it's just empowering knowing that you're the first one up mm. you're, you're probably up before some people go to sleep so it's it's uh it's it's a, it's a great feeling, and then getting that gym out of the way, no excuses. Like I tried to in the past, go to the gym after work. Yeah, and there's always something popped up. But in the morning, there's the only thing that's going to hold you back from not going to the gym is going to be yourself. Okay, okay. You know, so no clients going to be giving me a call more than likely at that time. No clients going to
0: call four o'clock in the morning about real estate.
1: Yeah, I mean that that would be quite the quite the real estate. I remember when I first got in the business, I called someone, I called a real estate agent at like seven forty-five. Uh, this is like what seven years ago, whatever, eight years ago, and I got yelled at. The agent was like, "How dare you call me before eight o'clock?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh, excuse me, I didn't know that." So, you know, like, I'm awake. You know what I mean, about four hours before uh, other people are, are starting the day kind of okay. nice. All right. So that's the key to success is to wake up early. Have you ever heard the, um, I think it was the Eric Thomas like famous speech where he's talking about like Oprah Winfrey and all these different people, and he hears them talking about like the, the 6 o'clock news, and he's like, I didn't even know the news went on that early. And so it's just, he started training himself to, to wake up earlier and earlier. Dang. So who are some of your biggest influences, man? Um, I, there's, a, it's, it's, there's family members, uh, that I've come across. There's, um, other people that I've come across my, my journey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think those individuals and then also, um, people, people that have kind of passed away. Okay.
0: Like
1: when I, when I've had the chance to talk to like older people, people that have lived a, a good life and hearing their story of what they regret or what they're, Um, happy for I think those are the 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 best conversations you can have Hmm. because it it gives you insight into what you should look at for your 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 daily life daily routine and and make sure that you're you're really doing what you want to do okay so are you a heavy reader no no uh, yeah I'm not I'm not a heavy I do listen a lot of podcasts okay okay yeah listen a lot of podcasts um but yeah not a heavy reader that's something that I'll probably make a a point next year to, to make it a, a more of a focus. But that was something that I was doing previously. I read a couple books books um, and I was incorporating that to my daily routine. And then I found out that with the podcast or with audibles, mm-hmm. I could listen to that stuff while I was working out. So it, it mm-hmm. kind of combined those avenues. So
0: what's your favorite book you've read or listened to? Like you gained the most amount
1: of like, wow. from? Uh, there's, what is it? It's a, uh, find that book. It's it's called The Greatest Salesperson. I've read it probably about like five times. Okay. Um, it's a really easy read for anybody out there. Uh, so the situation is he's a uh, a car salesman and he broke the Guinness World of World Records for the most cars sold in a year and he does it all by himself. It was uh, written I want to say in the 80s um, and so some of the tactics that he, he uses of course are are a little bit out of date, but it gives great insight into out of the box thinking. I'm always trying to find a way to to get repeat customers, repeat referrals, and get new clientele.
0: Okay. okay.
1: He was the um, so we'll do our team will do cold calling, and it was very interesting. So he he had this uh, script that he talks about that he would call people up when he was trying to sell cars. And most of the people would just get floor time. I don't know if anybody that's ever been to sells cars or anything like that, but the idea is floor time, you take turns. And So you, let's say there's five uh, salespeople
0: yeah.
1: at the dealership. Yeah. Each time someone comes in, the next person in line gets that lead and they have to work that lead trying to see if they can get them to buy a car, right? All right. So that was kind of the old way of thinking about it. So he knew that the only way to, to get a better return is if people actually came in to, for for him directly, right? So he goes, okay, how can I go think outside the box? Instead of just waiting for someone to come to me, how can I think outside the box and try to find that person to come to me? So what he would do is he would, he would call on the yellow pages. Hmm. And for the yellow pages, it's a directory for people that don't know. Um, but so he, he would, yeah. So he would, uh, he'd go on the yellow pages and he'd see like a, uh, John Smith, right there, right? Okay. And so he would go, um, "Is Mister Smith available?" And they'd say, "Yeah, this is him." Oh, fantastic, Mister Smith, your uh, your Toyota Tundra, whatever it is, is ready to get picked up. And he'd say, "What are you talking about? I don't, I don't have a Toyota Tundra. I didn't put any. I'm not buying one right now." Go. Oh wait, is this not C Smith? even though he knows it's Tom Smith. Mm. And they go, no, this is Tom Smith. And they go, Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so sorry about that. Well, that I have you on online, um, what kind of car do you currently own? And so you start talking to him, ask questions about it. And then from there, he'd say, okay. Uh, cause I think the car life is about five years or four years, whatever it was. And he would say, okay, well, when would you be looking to, to buy your next car? and then from there he would cut the time in half put a little notepad together and every day he'd have a list of people that have expressed interest in buying a car in the future oh. so you have a, a list of people to call okay
0: okay that's pretty good tactic. have you ever tried that uh have you tried that for yourself with uh, real estate
1: yeah i mean there's definitely people that we'll talk to i think it's 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 before that was more of a out of the box idea mm-hmm. now for most agents that are fairly aggressive yeah that's kind of more of the norm mm. so even though there's about probably you know let's say about five percent of all the real estate agents that do majority of the business you know, I mean five percent probably do about 80 percent of the business okay <clears throat> out of that five percent that is doing a lot of the business they most of them are probably doing tactics like that now, the, the other 95% or maybe 90% or 85 are probably not doing that. They probably have a license, doing a few deals, and just doing family and friends. But I think the majority of the, the, the good agents out there are, are, are calling, door-knocking, and doing those kind of, kind of tactics. Okay, okay. So what advice
0: would you give to people who are looking to get involved in the real estate industry or become an entrepreneur in general? Or, you know, or somebody who just started their journey.
1: I would say be willing to listen. It's um, it doesn't matter. Like, it, listen. I guess listen, protective listening. I guess might be the better way of doing it. So, it, there's a a saying that I always butcher, and I probably need to find the root of the saying again and just and read it multiple times. But it, it in essence says uh, the stupid man um, believes he knows everything. The, the smart man, uh, knows he doesn't know everything. The wise man listens to the stupid man. Oh. And so it's something like that. But in essence, it's, it's, you have to know that you don't know everything and it doesn't matter where the knowledge is coming from. Listen to it, listen to it, protective, it. listen to it, but listen to it because there's going to be tidbits you can take away from that. It doesn't matter who it is. There's always going to be tidbits you can take away from that person because we've all lived our life. You know, there's going to be something that that you can get from that other person. Okay, okay. that's some
0: good good stuff right there. So he's some, uh, he's the hard one. How do you keep faith when nothing's going on? How do you, like how do you get out of bed? Like just how do you, like just do your life, handle your business like when there's no momentum, like just in the uh, dead zone
1: it's uh I think there's two things I think there's appreciate the small victories okay you know appreciate the those small victories but also too if if you have, you have to have faith in, in what you're doing there's people that will do activities for let's say four months yeah. and not get returns out of it maybe five months six months whatever it might be and the tough part about it is having faith during those times because you're doing this stuff consistently over time and you're not getting the the returns but if you do anything consistently, you're going to get returns. Now it's going to be a matter of what kind of returns you're going to get out of it, but you're going to get some returns out of it. Like there's there there's an example that I've used in the past. There was someone that I knew that he would just he he, he did a lot of his prospecting by just hanging out at the bars and talking to people. Huh. And I don't know how uh, what kind of returns that is. It'd probably be a little costly getting beers and so on and so forth. But he was able to to find a a listing and a buyer um, by doing that consistently. Now there's, so just being consistent with whatever you do. And now if if you're maybe you're in those low moments, I think you have to appreciate your why and understand your why, why you're going through that stuff. Um, If you're not getting the results you're looking for and you've been doing it consistently for six months, seven months, eight months, uh, then it's, it, it could be about, about mindset, mindset, switching up your routines, switching up your activities, but still stay on the path. So that's kind of what what I've done over the years, like, you know, incorporate a lot of those different things. Okay. And um, just switch on my routine. If, if I'm not getting the results I'm looking for at X amount of time, I understand that why, I look forward, uh, and look five years from now, where am I going to be? Or two years from now, where am I going to be? Mm. And say, okay, well, the only way I'm going to get there is by walking this path.
0: What is the most important lesson you have learned throughout your journey?
1: I think one of the things was um, the protective listening. I think that was something that it took me a, t- a while to to get there. Um, there's being that we're so social media based now. Yeah. And you know, San Diego, the United States, you only see a tidbit of people's life. You only see the positives of people's life. For the most of it, sometimes people will be more real and they'll give you the the, the negatives and uh, positives. For a lot of people, you just see the positives of it. So you assume that their person, the person's life is, is the greatest, it's the best. And I think that plays it rolls over sometimes into uh, to people you talk to, like at networking events or or just in general. And because the perception out there, in my opinion, is that Everyone else is doing great. Some people feel that they have to portray their life also as doing great. Oh. So I've listened to people and talked to people that were telling me how great X, Y, and Z was or how this is and fantastic this is. And with, instead of me verifying the information or really looking into it, I took their uh, information as, as gold. And I wasn't uh, protecting myself into taking on the right information. Okay, okay so there's there's people that not necessarily trying to to bring you down because there's some people that want to bring you down but some people that just don't know that it's possible mm. and so they they they're telling you this is what it ha- you have to do this is what you have to do this is what you have to do without knowing that the, what possibilities are actually out there okay like there's a an example where in like the midwest and like where we're values of homes are let's say a hundred thousand, the average home is like a hundred thousand or 200,000. And I mean, the, 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 the average home here in San Diego for detached maybe like you know probably like 600. Um, so the value of the property is a little less yet over there what happens is the average agent instead of here, they're selling like maybe four homes a, a year, right? Just to, I guess to be there, you know, the the one just to be is probably about like 20 homes, 25 homes. Oh. And the activities are, are the same. Like even there was a a good agent that was I was talking to, he was saying that he's doing about 80 deals a year. And I think a good agent here is probably doing about maybe let's say 30, 25, so on and so forth. So it's a big difference in what you're selling and it's it's not like a house is different from there to there. Yeah, the price point is different the activities are the same. The thing is, is they, they know that they have to hit that hit that price point, and they believe they can hit that price point. Well, here, the price points are higher, so they don't have to do that. They only know that this is what they can do. Okay. And if you go to higher price point areas like LA, Beverly Hills, the same thing kind of happens. So it's, it's just basically having that mindset. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So
0: how would you like to be remembered? What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Are
1: you already trying to get rid of me already? Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I think um, someone that when they said they're going to do something, they did it. And they treated everyone with the same kind of respect that uh, they felt they deserved The golden rule kind of thing. Okay. okay.
0: So I don't know if you have kids or not, but let's just say here grandkids are listening to this interview right now. Oh. What tips would you leave behind
1: for them? Oh, well, I don't have any kids, but let's say hypothetically my nephews they had kids so that would put us what let's say I don't know, about forty years in the future. Oh, the technology they would be around, huh? I would say um, dig up my body and put my consciousness in a computer. Okay. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No,
0: I, <laughs> dang. that's pretty scientific.
1: <laughs> yeah no um I would say you I mean follow your passion okay. you know, anything possible and, and follow your passion if it's okay if you don't know what your passion is is that at 15 16 20 and 25 is as long as you find out what that passion is and go for it that's all that matters you know you get one life to live and you know live it accordingly all right follow your passion so what do you think about mentorship who are some of your mentors, and what did they mentor you on? Um, I think for the right person, I mean, there's there's great mentors to be had. I think it's it's finding that 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 right synergy. I mean, that's the biggest thing I think is finding out someone that has that knowledge base mm-hmm. that's um, going to help you out grow that knowledge base. Um, and you guys have a great synergy. The I think the tough part. Of, of finding a mentor is knowing where you want to be and, and who you want to be and, and seeing seeing if that person has the, the path to get there.
0: Oh, okay. That's a good one. That's true. All right. So being an entrepreneur is such a lonely thing. And do you feel it's important to be part of like a mastermind or
1: tribe? Of some sort, like a group. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a great thing to be part of a a mastermind or a tribe or a group. It's 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 finding. I think it's um it's a three 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 rule something like that. You want three friends that are probably doing less than you. Mm-hmm. You want three friends that are about the same level as you, and you want three friends that are above you. And if you can find a mastermind group or a group that you're with. That has, that has that synergy, I think it's something where you want to be because you help the people out underneath you. You're striving with the people next to you, and you, the people uh, above you are more than likely going to try to help you to get to where they're at. Mm,
0: okay, that, that's a good one. I've never really heard
1: a phrase like that before.
0: Okay, second to last question here. It's almost there, man. Almost oh, a touchline. Touch so what are your three key ingredients to success?
1: Um, I would say consistency. Okay. Hard work. Hard work. And being okay with not being the smartest person in the room.
0: Oh, okay, okay. All right, Vinny, last question, man. How can the people who are listening to this podcast right now serve you?
1: I think on uh, twofolds. If they, if they know anybody that's looking uh, to maximize their sales price or looking to uh, purchase a home in San Diego area to, to reach out, um, either on our website at com or on my cell phone at 858 345 Seven eight two nine, and if someone's looking to uh, to be on a be on a podcast there, entrepreneur themselves, I would love to, to get them on their road to growth, uh, success as an entrepreneur. And I actually started a second one. Love you to to listen. It's uh, Sunny San Sunny San Diego with uh, Vinny and Carini. So I have two podcasts that I'm that I'm doing. One about uh, uh, growth potential, uh, just okay. two two entrepreneurs growing, and another one is about. Other people's struggles, other entrepreneurs' struggles. So, if, if any of those would be a good fit for you, I would love to for you to listen or, or reach out.
0: All right. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure if you need a house, call the man Vinny. If you you're entrepreneur, want to get yourself some exposures, hit up Vinny for the podcast. That sounds
1: great. Yoshi, 858 345 7829. All right. All right, Vinny. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today.
0: And we'll talk to you again next time.
1: All right. Sounds great. Thanks, guys.
0: All right.